Whether you keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs, these are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. Reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. What's going on, everybody? I'm Jeremy Turgeon from Brassman Reptiles. And I'm Rob, and I'm Creeping It Real. And today, second episode. Boom. Super excited. And uh, we have the one and only Scott, Scott Borden. Borden with Super us. Super pumped. Scott, man. what's going on, man? What's up, cool cats and kittens? Oh, oh, no! No! Oh, oh. Interview over. <laughs> Just no, want to no, go on record to say that bitch Carol Baskin done did it. Oof. That's where the that's where the interview begins. Come on now. That, truth, truth. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was I've been sitting here for an hour drinking, and I was like, I gotta fucking say this. Yes. Oh man, <laughs> yes. we'll let it go. <laughs> I'm I'm cool uh, with that. I think that's the first time that that's been spouted on a podcast, so I'm cool with it. Okay, I know. Right. I'll be okay with it. Oh. <laughs> Shit, dude. So you've watched Tiger King? Oh yeah. <laughs> How can you not? I, it's, I, it's you have thing. to. Yeah, it's a train wreck. You gotta sit there and watch it. I binge watch it. I had some time off of work uh, for this coronavirus for a week, so I uh, I sat down and watched it the other day. It was fantastic. Whew. It's a uh, it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but dude, I binge watched it too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a, a long night. A long, long night. Yeah. So we want to get right into it, man. So. Uh, just a little background, like what really like first got you super interested in reptiles as opposed to like other animals or were you like just a straight up animal kid, just crazy about everything? I was an animal kid. I don't want to say like everyone else says dinosaurs. It really wasn't dinosaurs for me, except maybe, uh, uh, Godzilla, but, uh, <laughs> uh Godzilla. Nah, I was, a, I was, a, I was big in animals. I mean, my whole life I was, and, uh, I got one of those cool uncles who was like, the guy who would teach me how to catch snakes and you know piss my mom off <laughs> so uh yeah so he kind of planted those seeds and then uh you know brought me to my first reptile show me and my brother like when we we're real young and really then, yeah we had a we have a small local one and it was just one of those things where he was like oh he's like i'll you know i'll take the kids up to the this reptile show it's just something cool to do you know we weren't getting anything i wasn't gonna buy anything but uh, I remember him buying like an old school computer screensaver, which I don't even think they do anymore. Where, where like pic- pictures slide across the screen of different green tree pythons. Oh, <laughs> oh man, damn. Yeah, I remember he had it at his house, is uh, watching it on the on his old super old IBM computer, just scrolling across the screen with all these different old green tree python pictures. Man. But uh, so like fast forward a few years, and uh, I wasn't doing so hot in school, and my parents decided to try to make a bet with me to do better. They they first tried some ridiculous $5 bet or something like that, $10 bet. And my brother had recently gone on a, like a Cub Scout, Boy Scout uh, trip to a local exotic pet store. And I remember seeing a picture of one of the snakes with a ball python. And I'm like, well, if I do better in school and get the honor roll, you got to get me a snake. And to much to their chagrin, they agreed. And I did better. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> damn, stick it to him. Like, hold the bet. <laughs> hold on to the bet. Yeah, and I got a ball python, and 
I think things really it really didn't spiral out of control until I was old enough to drive and go by myself to the pet store and Yo. start doing and working and making my own money. That's when shit got real bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I I was I didn't get to go to my first reptile expo until I was like probably like ten or eleven, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just remember being like completely overwhelmed. I was like, all these creatures, I've, I've never seen this anywhere besides a book. And I was just like losing my mind, just <laughs> looking at everything, running around, looking at every table. I don't That's think crazy. people, I, th- I think people don't understand guys like us that years and years ago that's where we saw all the crazy shit was the books i still have the books where like i saw my first blood python in saw my first white lip python saw my first just random lizards all, all these old old reptile books that's where we first saw that's it that really yeah i remember seeing a pair of woma pythons at manchester and they were five thousand dollars each and i remember just staring at them for like an hour i was like Australia to here. How did they get these all the way <laughs> over here? And I just like stared at them and stared at them and stared at them. And I was like, that is such a freaking cool snake. And then going from like seeing the pictures of like, there's always, there's a like, that, like classic picture of a Woma where it's on the red rock. It's like elevated up off the ground uh, with the Australian outback in the background. And then going from like seeing that to like seeing them right in front of you. I was like, oh man, this thing is like a little piece of Australia right here in New Hampshire. It's crazy. Yeah, it's definitely a game changer. Books back then. Now everything's online and people just look at all the pictures in the groups and stuff. But. I wonder if that's changing how people look at the snakes because a lot of the first research that I did when I was younger, a lot of the books didn't have pictures of them in captivity. It was them in the wild. So you'd see like a picture of a blood or a short tail in a swamp someplace. You'd see a, a green right. tree python in the forest. You'd see, you know, a gaboon viper in leaf litter. And then a lot of the people now who are getting into reptiles are seeing, oh, this person keeps a gaboon viper in a cage in their house. And this person sees, mm-hmm. you know, a green tree python in a little sterile environment in like with little 3D printed perches. And <laughs> I wonder if that like changes how people feel like, you know, towards towards getting these animals or like what kind of uh you know research they do into them well that's how we ended up with three million keyboard warriors don't oh. know what the hell they're talking about amen to that this week has yeah. been crazy for me with all that crap going on right Oof. now so i feel that personally right now yeah i've actually calmed down in my older years like i i can't point, fight with I them s- anymore <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I still will somewhat in carpet python groups just because I've been doing that long enough. But like, yeah, I, I've, I've calmed way down because certain fights just aren't worth it. Yeah, man. I was, yeah. I was looking in the blood python group, and there were some people who are like going off, and all these people whose names I have no idea who they are. They just grew, joined the group this month. They have one blood python. They're like, this snake is obese, and you're keeping it terribly. And I'm like, just sitting there looking at. It. I'm like, that snake looks fine. I don't know what these people are talking about. Yeah, I saw I saw some of that. Uh, yeah, the obesity thing is tough because the problem is they hear people like me say stop feeding your snakes, but they think blood pythons are something that, that nothing grouped in all together. Their yep. uniqueness, you know, yeah. you can't feed a you don't want a blood python to look like a freaking scrub python. <laughs> <laughs> some of these that's people, true. dude, that's what they want, and it's it's scary. It's really really scary. Well, it goes back. They've never read a book. They've never watched Steve Irwin enough to know what some of this stuff. You know, to see what it looks like in the wild. Yeah, that's so true. true yeah, true. So going off uh, talking about things in the wild, uh, you went on a trip to I think it was Costa Rica and got to see some pretty cool stuff out in the wild. That was our honeymoon, Costa Oof. Rica. Yes, you got to tell me a little bit that's, more about that because yeah. I saw a picture of a lachesis and I geeked out. 
So I'm really lucky. My wife, Jeremy's met my wife a couple of times at Carpet Fest. Mm-hmm. She's, she like, mar- being with me was like opening Pandora's box. <laughs> <laughs> she, she loves animals and she loves reptiles and Christ, she has more animals in this house than I do now at this point. Oof. But, um, so yeah, coast, she's actually part Costa Rican. So Costa Rica was a pretty easy decision for our honeymoon. And, uh, so I'm also lucky, like, when we travel, it's, like, it's usually half relaxation, half beach, and the other half is usually, like, adventure or, you know, excursions, herping, whatever. That's oh, yeah. cool. So, yeah, we went, uh, I, I put the word out and got some feedback from Mike Clarkson and uh, Ray Morgan, who are some names you guys should probably recognize. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, they are like, listen, here's who you need to talk to if you want to go herping. And uh, we went to the Arenal Eco Zoo and stayed overnight there uh, with Victor. Uh, I'm not going to bother to say his last name because I'll butcher it. <laughs> um, but their whole family is just super, super nice, super uh, tons of hospitality. So, yeah, we went herping in the Costa Rican jungle at for four hours uh, at night, you know, with, the, with him and his family. And uh, we found uh, eyelash vipers, uh, what else we it's funny i was i was thinking about this before uh his son spoke english that's how i set the whole thing up and like he was apologizing he's like it, it was the dry season when we went yeah mm-hmm. he's like look i'm really sorry like it's a slow night i'm like slow night like you need to come where i live <laughs> yeah <laughs> right exactly <laughs> you won't see one snake all day we've seen seven snakes in two hours like Ooh, this is yeah, really... that's... <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay sure slow night yeah but um <laughs> apology uh, accepted <laughs> hognos hognos pit viper baby was pretty cool oh, uh, that's awesome. uh a slug eating snake uh <sighs> some so really cool, cool stuff super um, awesome so but the cool part of that was he's he he has two huge uh bushmasters oh yes as as, that's... as pets at the eco zoo oh, and man. um so he was like Oh, you know, like, when we get back, you check them out. So we get back, it's, like, 1230 at night. One of the things they do after they herp is they sit down, they, like, take shots together and, like, have a, a nightcap. Like, the whole family, like, they got food, they got bottles of, you know, tequila and shit. <laughs> so, like, you, you know, you got to, you know, you got to respect your host and sit down there and drink with them. <laughs> so Very here true. we are, we're taking some shots. And <clears throat> we we were actually getting up at... Uh, like five in the morning or five thirty in the morning to go drive five hours to complete other area of Costa Rica to go see the crocodiles in Tarkley's River. Yeah, mm. which my wife set up. I mean, she made the whole you know appointment to go out and the tour and all that. That's awesome. That that was really cool. But uh, so anyway, so we're sitting there. It's like twelve thirty. We're taking shots, and he disappears. And like next thing in, next thing you know, I see him walking like. My wife's sitting across from me. I look behind her, and there he is walking. He's got like this, uh, like this nice little patio set up, and uh, he's got this fucking adult bushmaster. So he and we had told him we said, "Oh, we gotta leave tomorrow." The next day, he was gonna have us over, play with the bushmasters, you know, hang out. But when yeah. he found out we were leaving, he's like, "Oh, I, you got." He's like, "Apparently, he decided it. on his own we have to do this." <laughs> so here he comes with the adult freaking bushmaster and. My wife sees my eyes and I'm like, uh, "Look behind you!" And she turns around. She's like, "Holy cow!" So yeah, we hung out and you know got to play with the Bushmaster. Man, and, uh, those things just, are damn. intimidating. 
it was dude i was intimidated and i've been around a lot of venomous snakes and shit like that 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 thing was intense it was just huge yeah yeah just a big animal but calm super calm really super calm yeah this I mean, it's, it's a captive animal i think he's had it for like 12 years or something like that yeah yeah so I, just, it, I remember watching the venom interviews and just uh dean ripa talking about like how explosive they could be oh yeah with their with their strikes and i was just like oh man those things make me nervous <laughs> yeah i mean i was i was nervous i'm always nervous with my wife herpin because like i'm one thing but i'm always careful with her but yet she's got way better eyes than i do <laughs> so, so here we are walking in the in the jungle and uh i was actually talking to his son a little bit and about what they see and he's like yeah he's like it wasn't that long back he's like i was walking up here with my girlfriend and i told her to stop all of a sudden she's like why i was like just stop well apparently she had stepped over uh there's a there's a lot of farming around so there's some cattle footprints yeah in the in the path mm-hmm Apparently there was a Ferdy Lance that was laying in the cattle footprint. Damn. And she stepped over it. Like on it. Like Sweat. covering you know what I mean? Like the snake is under her foot now. Instant <laughs> sweating, oh, man. man. Oh my god. So here, you know, so here we are and he's telling me this story as we're walking along the trail, like right where that happened. <laughs> I'm like, Oh god, I'm just thinking about all the things I've just seen stepped on them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, oh yeah. and then and then I was like I was like, I have to ask you, I was like, so like do you have uh, like jaguars around here? He tells he's oh not that many. He's like we actually put camera traps up for a, a college, uh, uh, like a college uh, research program or something. Re- yeah, research project. And he's like we only saw like eight in two months, uh, eight eight triggers in two months. I'm like oh so like common. Yeah, so like yeah, they're yeah, exactly. they're everywhere is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like oh thanks for that. <laughs> so the whole rest of the trip you're just like. Oh man, just looking over your shoulder. For the lances and jaguars. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I loved it though. It was it was really cool. And then, like I said, so we we did that. And then the next day, we drove five hours through Costa Rica to go on the Hercules uh, River, where they got American crocodiles that are just everywhere. That's, that's awesome. incredible. Yeah, that was really cool. That's a bucket list place for me to go at some point. Yeah. One day. Yeah. That's... Dude, not not even the herps there. I mean, that's it's great, but just everything there. The people are great. Uh, mm-hmm. The country's beautiful. Like, uh, it's it's number one on the list for going back to at some point. Hell yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's so cool. And so uh, you saw lots of cool reptiles down there. I so saw you did did some work also previously with um, with uh, sea turtle rehab. Oh no, we just went to a sea turtle rehab. Oh cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, we went to uh, the one in Florida in Jupiter. We were at uh, we were at Southeast Carpet Fest the year before you guys went. Yeah, and uh, we went there the one night, and then we went to uh, <clears throat> my buddy lives down in uh, near West Palm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we so we drove down there, and um, you guys still there? My headphones just messed up. Yeah, yeah we're still yeah, here. We're still here. We can still oh, hear okay. You. But, uh, yeah, my buddies who I grew up with, parents live in Jupiter, so we stopped there to visit his family. And then we drove back up from West Palm later in the week and uh, went to the Sea Turtle Rehab Place, which was fantastic. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, that was cool because we actually learned that. Um, I know a couple people that out in uh, Massachusetts in Cape Cod, they rescue the cold-stunned sea turtles during the, the fall and winter. Yeah, yeah, I know a couple people who are doing that too. So a lot of those end up down in Jupiter to really? get rehab. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I had no idea, but we started looking at a lot of these young turtles, and they all had little signs on there saying, you know, what, where they're rescued, et cetera, et cetera, and, and a lot of them came from Massachusetts. 
Wow, that's, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, I was just say I do know I know a couple of people who <clears throat> go out and help every year. Um, Andrea Hellett, she goes and, oh, yeah, and yeah. helps out with. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, hey, <laughs> it is a small world. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I mean, every time that... my wife saw her doing that, she she wants to in the worst way if we weren't like three and a half hours from Boston. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know what? That's not that bad. I mean, I'm just saying it's not that, that far. That is true. <laughs> it's not, but I also think there, when I, I looked at the website, cause I actually had messaged her about it and there's, there's certain guidelines. I think you actually have to be a resident of Massachusetts, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. and a couple yeah. of, a couple other things. Yeah. And, and it's a, a lot of times they're just out there combing the beaches in the freezing cold and they don't find anything. So yeah, what you're exactly. saying is you need a North face jacket, and a fake ID. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. All right. Okay. I know oh, a guy. Uh, my, we can make it happen. Know a guy. Great. My wife, my wife is going to listen to this and she's going to say, oh, we're doing that next fall. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you work with a, a lot of different reptiles and I, I, me and you kind of vibe on, on the scrub python thing. Cause you've got some awesome looking scrub pythons. Thank you. Thank you. And you're, you're pairing yours up this year. I have for years. This is the year, 2020, everything becomes clear. Sure, I'd love to say that's true. (laughs) I don't think I can right now. I don't know. I don't, it's, oh man, it's tough. It is tough. They will drive you a little crazy. I'll stick to carpets. (sighs) Oh, dude, Jeremy, you ain't lying. (laughs) Dude, I don't even care. Like, people, I feel bad sometimes. Like, people think I'm just some newer people probably think I'm just careless like I just pair I, I pair my jungles and I pay zero attention to them mm-hmm. sooner laid sooner laid eggs two days ago I haven't seen the eggs yet yeah <laughs> oh, man <laughs> like because she's got them wrapped and I'm, I'm letting her do it I'm letting her am I she's uh, done it before I was gonna say so, you, you've, you've let them do it before so you're gonna do that again this year yeah she's she did her last clutch am I so that was the plan and she's gotten wrapped up so good right now i can't even see the egg. I, I haven't taken the tote out and opened it all the way yeah because i just there's no reason to stress her out at least yet i'll, I'll probably do that twice during the two months maybe mm-hmm. but uh yeah i popped the lid the other day and she, I, I can't even see even a single egg in there so i don't know oh, man. I, I assume they're good but you know it's that's just how it is i wish things were as easy as my jungles but <laughs> <laughs> yeah so when i when, overthink it so it, much yeah oh i i hear that man it's sometimes it's super easy to do um so the first time you uh you let one of your females do mi uh what what was like your thought process on that was it like ah i like ran out of room in my incubator and just do it or was it like i just want to give this a shot it was it was more of the later i, I see i'm an old school guy that likes I fell in love with like weird behaviors of reptiles early on, you mm-hmm. know, more so than like how the animal necessarily looked or at least yeah, beauty's in the eye beholder, but like, you know, something stupid like caught alluring or, you know, territorial behavior or other things. Like I, I like stuff like that. So to me, it was just, uh, I breed carpets enough. I was like, I got to try it at some point. Yeah. And, um, dude, I, tr- I tried it. I'm friends with Jason Balin. I'm friends with Howard Redding. Both of them, gave me a lot of advice on it mm-hmm. which the, the advice is funny it's basically like set it and forget it like <laughs> damn uh, don't honestly, mess with it leave it alone yeah like just leave them alone don't mess with it the only time i'll ever miss a carpet cage is when one's mi and that's like i don't know i might do it once a week every other week or something like that just throw some extra humidity in there to help a little bit yeah 
but oh dude after after i did it the first time i was like what the hell was i waiting for this is just so nice (laughs) (laughs) as long as it goes well as long as the eggs are good as long as she doesn't leave them or something stupid right but uh dude it's you it's you just kind of forget they're in there after you do it a couple times like i said i she laid them two days ago Mm -hmm. i haven't even seen an egg i really won't go worrying for 58 days 60 days mm-hmm. dang and then i'll start waiting well actually my wife will be the one watching every day <laughs> <laughs> she could care less about carpet pythons or certain things that i like until it's baby season then it's that's what she's all about yeah yeah that's funny but uh yeah, I, she'll probably wake she'll wake up before me one day she'll go into the reptile room and she'll do her checks and then she'll come back in and say oh there's there's head poking out that's yes. gotta be so cool i i have yet to have a female do mi it was something that I wanted to do last year, and then when I moved up uh, to New Hampshire, I was like, uh, I don't know anything about how, you know, the quirks of my new reptile room or anything, so I don't want to mess around with that while I'm still trying to dial the room in. But, yeah, uh, of course. I'm thinking, I'm thinking after this season, now that I've kind of fucking figured it out, I can be like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot, and I'll haunt this carpet python <laughs> enclosure every day. <laughs> See, last year um, at Nerd, we let three female reticulated pythons maternally incubate, but um, half of it, half the reason why was because we ran out of incubator space. We literally filled up three like full size fridges incubators filled up with ball pythons and blood pythons and you know retics and all this stuff and water monitors. And then we even ran into our backup incubator, which is a fourth stand up fridge, like a, a big vault one. And we still ran out of space, and we were like, ah, "Let's try it with the retics." I, I've never, I don't really see people in the retic community letting them maternally incubate. Mm. Um, but we had three females that maternally incubated last year, and I think we only had like one or two eggs go bad out of the whole, the whole three females. It was, That's not bad. it was super great, honestly, and it was really interesting to see the way that things went once the once the baby started hatching. Do they shiver, Rob? They do a little bit. Um, the the female that was uh, like closest to the ground, you'd see her shivering every now and again. Um, you know, not a lot, but every every now and again, you'd see her do a quick little shiver and readjust herself and, and pile herself back up on. Yeah, carpets will shiver. At least jungles will, in mm-hmm. my experience. So I think this will be the third MI clutch I'm doing, and all three so far I've seen shivering. Cool. Yeah. Not a lot. I mean, not a ton. They're not shivering the whole time, but like you said, like you'll see like. Every couple minutes or so, there's like a little, just a little quick tweak. little shiver. Yeah, a little tweak. Yeah. Yeah, my West Poplin girl, my IJ, is is getting, winding down on laying eggs right now. And if I had a, a little bit of a bigger setup for her, I'd probably let her do it. But I'm going to pull them this year because I'm just too, I'm too nervous. I've been waiting a while. I've been slowly raising her up. <laughs> and I, I know the guy who I bought her from has been hounding me for years to get a baby from her because he's like, she's the <laughs> coolest IJ I've ever seen. And I didn't want to sell her, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, I'll, when I make babies, I'll, I'll give you some. Um, and she's just like a really interesting looking animal. So I'm I'm too nervous to try it with her this year. Maybe maybe next time I breed her, I'll let her do it. Yeah, I've never MI'd IJs. I, I only had them lay in uh, tubs and then took, took the eggs from them. Yeah, that, that's pretty much what I'm looking at this year. And then maybe next time uh, I'll probably move her up into like a three-foot cage or something. Yeah, that's what I – if I did IJs again, I would definitely MI. I'd, like you said, I'd probably put them in like a three-foot cage and 
do the same thing. <clears throat> yeah. Did you notice any um, hatch rate differences between artificial incubation and, and MI? I mean, I've had uh, pretty good luck, honestly, with my jungles, um, hatch rate-wise. And so I really haven't noticed. I very rarely have that many bad eggs. I might mm-hmm. see one or one slug, maybe two slugs, and then yeah, maybe one bad egg here and there. Um, I have a pretty good hatch rate though, uh, both ways. That's cool. Yeah. I, what, what? Oh, I'm, it's like I'm already double or triple the number of slugs you are mm. right now. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I one of the cool things that I noticed about with the reticulated pythons with the uh, maternal incubation is that as soon as the baby started pipping, the mom just like completely just took off. Like she, she didn't wrap around the eggs at all, moved completely away from the big mountain of eggs that were in there. And then as the babies are pipping, as they're slicing through the eggs, the, the albumin, the, the liquid inside the eggs, as it's coming out of the eggs, as the babies are sticking their heads out, it would basically break the seal um, of the eggs that are stuck together. So as the babies on top are starting to hatch out, the uh, the eggs on top would start to peel away, and then the babies that are below could start to hatch and slice their way through. So basically, at the end, it was like the eggs were just like falling and sliding right off. Um, be- and so the ones at the bottom could could come out and hatch out, which is pretty cool. That is interesting. Wait, you guys, you guys actually let retic pip naturally? I didn't know that was a thing anymore. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> I'm stunned and shocked. <laughs> Well, really, what it was was after the first one pipped, we just started taking blades and just slicing. Slicing. We took a chainsaw, (laughs) (laughs) like crazy. Did you guys pull them out? You know, as soon as you pipped, you cut them open too, or? Oh, dude, we pulled them out. We ID'd them. We sexed them. We even set them (laughs) right up in long boxes, dude. (laughs) Nice. Nice. We we let them kind of do their thing. Uh, When they would come fully out of the egg, we would pull them out of the enclosure. But aside from that, as soon as the mom like came off of the eggs, we moved her out and set her up in a different enclosure, but left the eggs inside the enclosure. And then over the next, like, I find that interesting that she left the eggs right away because carpets. At least with jungles, in, in my experience, they they loosen their coils up and like open way up, but they still sit around them. It makes for great pictures. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> they, they they still sit over the eggs while they're hatching and pipping out and all that. Yeah, it, I felt like it was the first day that I saw heads poking out. The I, I walked in the room because I was doing my morning checks, and uh, I noticed that she was not even close. Like her whole front half of her body was on the other side of the eight foot enclosure. And I'm like, uh-oh, something's wrong. And I go look inside, and it's nothing wrong. It's just the baby sticking their heads out. And I was like, okay. So her tail is wrapped around the backside, and, and she was just, like, pretty much done with it as soon as those babies started poking her heads out. So we just took her out, moved her separate, and then uh, let the babies kind of do their own thing. Get me away from these kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I was a mom of Ritik, I'd be saying the same thing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> These little monsters are going to eat me out they're of the, house and home. Yeah, they're the brats of the reptile community. No, <laughs> no oh. oh, man. But, so you're, you're, your wife has got some reptiles now. I see you post pictures of the, the little clemeri, those little neon day geckos. Those things are so cool. Yes. Yeah, that was my fuck up. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, originally she wanted electric blues. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Lagodactylus, yeah. Which are cool, don't get me wrong. And, uh, so I reached out to one of my gecko buddies and I said, Hey, who do I need to talk to the electric blues? So what does he do? He says, Hey, ask her if she likes these also. He's like, these are really cool. And she might like them better. Cause they do really well in like a family unit, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So, 
So I show her, and she's like, fuck yeah. I said, do you want those instead? She goes, no, I want both. both. <laughs> I said, oh, I said, Chad, you asshole. <laughs> I got to blame somebody Chad. on this. I, I, I messaged him back. I said, dude, you just you just screwed me. So I actually, Clemori were easier to get at that moment. I got some Clemori, and then um, uh, probably two years later, maybe we, I got her the electric blues finally. Uh so we have both. I love the Clemori. Personally, that's probably my favorite gecko. They're so like, cool. They're, they're super, super cool. interesting, man. Dude, there's the perfect display of a various species. They're not scared of you at all. There's just tons of character. They're just always out going around their business. They'll watch you. Like when she makes the food, they all come up to the front and like watch her make it. <laughs> that's awesome. Like electric blues are really beautiful animals, but it seems the males are terrified to be seen. Yes, they're <laughs> super shy. Like, when you're in the reptile room, you're not moving. Like they're out, and it's like, oh, nice. But you go over there and try to take a picture, and he's like, gone on the back of the back of the bamboo. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> any, any picture you see on my Instagram of electric blue, I had my phone in one hand, and I had to use my other hand to put it around the back of the tank to scare him to the front of the bamboo to get the picture. Oh, pretty much. Sheesh. Yeah, I remember Literally. when I when I worked at Black Jungle, we had some electric blues, and anytime you'd walk past that cage, they were pew, gone. Mm. Dude, they're fast. They're so fast. Yes. And I hate, she's got like three or four species of gecko that are just stupid fast, and I'm always the one that has to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Not those. We don't deal with it. Electric blue goes in a cage, and that's it. It's it's mm -hmm. there. <laughs> but uh, golden geckos, saracenorums, they're pretty fast. Golden geckos are real fast. Golden yes. geckos are um, super. I love golden geckos. Yeah, she's got, I think we have two pairs right now, and we got... We've had she. We actually had some luck. We had one hatch and we raised it, and then it seemed like it bred too early. Um, it was laying duds, and then uh, she put it with a real small male, and it first her the first time it laid good eggs, it died shortly after. Yeah. Oh man. Um, and she just we actually just hatched out another baby finally, and it didn't. It was bad though. It was it was real small. Um, mm. I didn't I didn't like it from the get go and. Man, we we tried hard to get that thing to survive, and unfortunately, it didn't. Um, but now she's got two or four more eggs already, so I'm hoping these will do better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know what? It's but, not uh, a lot of people working with golden geckos. Uh, people kind of look at them as like, oh, it's a cheap import gecko. But if you like actually, you know, take a look at them and and see some of the like the variety in them, there's there's such a cool gecko. They're so awesome. Yeah, they're definitely nice gecko, especially when they get. You see them at the right temperature, and they're just this bright gold. Bright, yeah. bright gold Dude, and, like, light tan. Oh. Gorgeous animals. It's just they're fast. Oh, I hate fast jackals. <laughs> <laughs> what about tokays? Come on, though. No, I hate tokays. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I've had a couple bulldog. Uh, I had one bulldog my shirt years ago just sit there and bite me. For, I was, like, in a rush, and the kid put it on me and then it just bit my shirt for 45 minutes yep. let go <laughs> i'm like dude i got somewhere to go i'm like you're an asshole like why'd you do that <laughs> but, uh, and then but then my buddy tyler uh, locally he actually has one that he's had for years and that thing is as tame as can be mm. like it just chills on his hat like he'll wear like a winter beanie and, like they'll just chill in there while he's working and <laughs> but, that's uh, awesome no nah, no we don't have she's she's never had any interest in toke geckos um well, that's She's mostly that's good. New Caledonia. Then, so you don't get inundated with tokays. No, tokays are awesome. No, <laughs> uh, we don't. We don't, I don't. The last thing I need is more. Oh, she's got like two or three day, other day gecko species she wants. I'm like, oh, great. Standing yeah. eye, right? <laughs> um, 
I don't know. Not, I forget. One's like super rare. Okay. Uh, one one's surprisingly cheap and is is somewhat available. Uh, shit, who just had them? Someone just maybe Josh's frogs had like two of them, and she's like, "Oh, they have some," and I'm like, "Um, where are you gonna put those?" <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, ever struggle of the reptile keeper. It's true. Oh God, where it's can funny, I put man. that? I grew up with. <laughs> to give you the history on that, I had. Uh, I had a fairly decent sized uh, bedroom and that's where all my stuff was mostly. There was a point where I doubled in size the amount of shit I had uh, mm. when I worked with, with the Venomous for a little while and I had uh, me and my brother my parents made like a call it, I wouldn't call it a playroom but like an entertainment room. We played poker down there with a TV down there for video games and shit. Mm. Um, so that was one of the places I stacked like cages along the wall down there. So I had two rooms going at that point. Um, so then, the, that ba- our basement actually flooded and had all kinds of water issues. So I didn't keep anything down there mm-hmm. uh, after that. So everything was in my bedroom for a long time. My wife moved in. She ended up with a gecko corner and a couple of her own snakes. <laughs> well, when she was my girlfriend. And then uh, it's funny. We got married and bought a house shortly after we got married. And man, I tell you, you think, oh, getting a reptile room is, is going to change everything. Boy, we no. filled that shit up real fast. <laughs> no. Like, played, uh, you know, all kinds of games trying to organize it. And, you know, it's still, it's it's full. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm looking <laughs> at the stuff no that I'm room. raising up right now, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to need a lot of space. <laughs> yep. You, you were here the other day when I was talking about, yeah, I'm gonna, I need these baby racks that are going to go here, these baby racks that are going to go here. Oh, yeah, and then the, the six-foot drawers are over there. Yep, and this in and the I'm living like, room. And... Oh, yeah, we're going to watch TV and hope that the retakes don't get out. Yeah, <laughs> no big deal. Dude, it's horrible. Like, and she's got a whole wall of geckos. Uh, it's I mean, it's kind of good because it kind of limits me. Like, I don't – I'm not – I have no interest in doing – a shit ton of snakes and a shit ton of clutches a year or anything like that. I'm just mm-hmm. a small time. I keep some cool shit. I'll breed a couple clutches here and there. I'll try some side project breeding and you know, the rest is just me talking shit. <laughs> 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 but uh, you know, I mean, I've I downsized a little bit. I sold a few jungles that I so I I was like I I I, I slowed down with the jungles a lot cuz I have a lot of jungles. Mm. I still do. <laughs> Yeah, but they're pretty Everything. though. I appreciate it. <laughs> so wait, but you kept I, you, you kept venomous for a while. Yes. What uh, what uh, species did you enjoy working with? Um, I had a gaboon. I love that thing, but it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, <laughs> cool. The thing, but you know, dude, it's it's just a gorgeous animal. But yeah. uh, I worked with Aetheris, so I had a. Uh, Clarecus, I had squams, I had um, Ceratophora. Mm-hmm, cool. Um, so that was, I'm trying to think, I had those, those were really cool. I had a pair of red pygmy rattlesnake babies I bought off some dude out of his backpack at Hamburg years ago. Oh my, <laughs> classic Hamburg. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it was That was actually better. That was the show where I was, me and this other kid were like, you know what, we want a cobra now, let's buy cobras. Kind of glad I did, because I, I, I don't like shit that I can't control easily with a snake hook. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so this guy had these baby red pygmy rattlesnakes just walking around his fucking backpack. And I took the money that I was going to buy a cobra with and bought those. Um, but yeah, I think they, I like tree vipers. I like things like that. Um, 
I did. I had a, like I said, I had a gaboon viper. That those are gorgeous animals. Um, yeah, mostly aethris. Any any tree vipers, I'm a big fan of. Yeah, I I love like whenever I get the opportunity, I really want to get some waggleri, the the wagglers pit vipers. Those things those just are like. Awesome always have had a huge just like fascination for me especially like the i think it's a sumatran locale where they're like the females are super black and they got like the white bands on them i'm like yeah it's in just love ridiculous with those things they're so pretty <laughs> so cool i just remember I'm not, going. i'm not tempted too often anymore i i live in new york it's illegal back when i did it yes it was illegal um i was young and stupid and this was also a different time in the hobby now now it's funny now everybody like anyone who keeps shit illegally now, it's all like a whole bunch of Jeff Lowe's from fucking uh, literally, Lowe's. yeah, literally. Like, it's, all, it, it's all egos, like, and they gotta post about it on social media. And, yep, you know, like, and then oh, they gotta free God. handle it and and show everybody how yeah. cool they are. Here's my thing with free handling and just like other stuff. I'm like, look, what you do in your own house, it's your own business. Do, do whatever the fuck you want to do. I don't care. Like, but the moment you have to post on social media about it. That's when you're going to the other. Oh, this is just because you can. Stop it. Just stop free handling. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Like I said, if you want to hold it in your own home, dude, do whatever you want to do, but stop posting it on social media. Literally, you're just doing it for attention. Yeah, and that's what most of the, not all, but most of the guys keeping things illegally now are doing it for attention. And it's like, dude, back back when I did it, I didn't do it for attention. Hell, I wasn't online back when I did it. Yep. (laughs) I I I had kept everything i felt like i could afford to keep at that time you know i wasn't yeah. spending a lot of money and so i finally I, I had people wearing me down wearing me down so i finally uh said yes to a pair of sidewinder rattlesnake babies mm. and then and then as soon as you as soon as you pop the cork you get stupid and you're just like ah fuck it now i'm doing one i might as well do more yeah, yeah. Other that, stuff. but I, I never worked with anything i felt not in control with you know, yeah. I knew a kid who bought a green mamba. Like he was young and stupid. Ugh. Like the fact that he's still alive is a miracle. And I, I was like, you this is this is the shit you shouldn't be doing. Yeah, yeah. I, I and you know, I remember going to Hamburg when I was younger and just like looking at all the different tables and the people got like rhino vipers for like 150 bucks. I'm like, I got 150 bucks. I can totally get that. I was just like, I can't do it because the second that I was like, yeah, you know. I think I can hide that. Then I would be like, okay, now I got to get ring calls and I got to get wagglers, pit vipers, and copperheads and all this. And it would just be like, it, yep. that'd be the end. You go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. There's no coming back. There's no coming back because I love no, venomous that's, snakes. That's not true. I, I came back. I came out of the rabbit hole. You're I, one I of the few. <laughs> I mean, being a homeowner and everything now, and I have a very public persona, especially in the local reptile community, like, mm-hmm. it's not worth it to me. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Yeah, when that when that switch of priorities yeah. gets flipped, you know that's that's the rope being thrown down the rabbit hole for yeah. you to climb back out. Yeah. yeah, when I moved to Maine, I um I wasn't allowed to have almost everything that I kept in Massachusetts because Maine has got like the most absurd reptile regulations. I couldn't have yeah. any of my tarantulas. All tarantulas are illegal there until like two years ago. Um, so I applied for permits. I was talking to Matt, the Fish and Wildlife Service up there. I was working with them to help them change their laws. And they're like, oh, yeah, just apply for permits and we'll, we'll you know, figure something out. So they knew who I was. They knew I was, you know, uh, not some idiot. And I had literally left all my illegal stuff in Massachusetts because I was like, I don't want to get caught with this. I'm a very public figure in Maine. I was president of the Maine Herpetological Society. I was like, if I get caught with illegal stuff, it's going to look bad. And I applied for permits. And then they denied me the permits. I was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm keeping whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> yeah. 
I try to do it the I'm, right way. I've actually pissed people in New York off because I, I've said I'm very public about the fact that I will not support changing the band list. The problem New York has is that they've made it. It's they're not even handing out permits anymore. You can't. There's no legal route to uh, keep to these things. Yeah, same thing pretty much in New Hampshire and Massachusetts. Yeah. So, but I've there's people that are trying to push to uh, you know change the laws and stuff. And I've told them I said. I will not get behind anything that changes the list. Everything that's on that list should be permitted. And, mm -hmm. you know, be because of my past and being around it, I've seen what free buying of retics and free buying of large lizards does. And I, I don't care about the people or the, uh, I don't care about the people and their own safety, honestly. It's the animal that suffers nine times out of ten. Most yeah, of the time. that's very true, yeah. Yeah. Because they get rid of it or they keep it like shit. And then they kill it. Yep. So, but, you know, for the people that put the work in and, you know, have the experience and sh there should be an avenue. Yeah, I, I think that they should to. give you the opportunity to at least, you know, apply, show that you know what you're doing and then have some sort of mentorship to be able to get there. Because in, in New England, it's like, nope, sorry. Aside from like Massachusetts, now you can get permits for monitor lizards if you can kind of prove that you're not an idiot. Mm-hmm. But they uh, will not give you permits for retics. No retics, no Af anacondas, no oh. afrocs, none of that stuff. Yeah, fuck afrocs. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I remember going down, going down to vend a show in the Poconos with Adam Harris. Yep. And he had this monster pair of afrocs, and he was like, "I gotta get rid of these. Things. Gotta get rid of them. I gotta get rid of these things." <laughs> and on the way down, one of them just fucking pissed. No. And we and there was no place to stop because we were going through all this out? back road. Oh my god! So the, that powerful ammonia was just like all through the van, and I'm just like, I'm sitting closest to all of it, and I'm like, "Hey, so I know there's no place to stop, but you should stop. You should. I we really should. don't care if you block traffic for a little while. Just take out the effort. People will stop. I yeah, promise. It's true. Ugh. It's the only only species to make a legitimate attempt at my life. Yeah. Ugh. We were uh, we were taking pictures at my buddy Dan Liebel's, and um, he's he's a uh, he I don't know if he's he's talking about getting back into it. But he was a longtime educator in New York. Mm. Yeah. So he had permits for all the big stuff, and any pictures you see with me with berms and retics, it's always at his place. Mm. And uh, he, he's got this African rock python. So it was I don't think it was the was it the first? No, it wasn't the first time I was up there taking pictures. It might have been like the second. So that's the thing you do when you go there. You take out big snakes. You put them on your shoulders. You get pictures. <laughs> so he takes the Afrock out. And he, its name's Rambo. And, oh uh, boy, that's that's your first warning. He, he's like, listen. He's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, Rambo's usually pretty good when I'm drunk, and he had been drinking. Oh. <laughs> so, so uh, we put Rambo on my shoulders. We start taking pictures. And then it was just, he, he gives me this warning when he first starts. He's like, listen, just don't let him get to the ground. If he gets to the ground, he's going to feel like you're over him, and he's going to come back up at you. Yep. Rambo's, and Rambo's nine feet, so it's not a fun bite. Yeah. So we put him on my shoulders. He starts taking pictures. And 30 seconds in, his, he starts trying to put his tail around the other, like throw his tail around my neck, essentially, but to get to the other shoulder. Yeah kind of in that motion where it's like he's just uncomfortable he's trying to grab onto the tree mm -hmm. yeah so in my idiotic idioticness i just let him do it a little bit he's like oh he's like he's a he's an afrock he's just trying to feel more comfortable that's what they do 
Well, he throws the tail around my other shoulder, and then he cinches. Oh, no. No. So, so, and the thing you got to understand about Dan is, Dan, when you give him your phone, he's going to take 7,000 pictures because he doesn't know what one you're going to like. Oh. So he's sitting there <laughs> clicking, clicking away with my phone. Oh. So I'm like, I'm like, he's starting to get kind of tight. He's like, oh, no, he's just holding on. He's, it's an Afro. I'm like, cool. Like, my, my eyes start popping a little bit. Oh. <laughs> Ah, he's just kind of tight. Dan's like, all right, puts the phone down. He comes over, he puts his hands on the snake's body, like, as if he's going to pull it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, this is real. Let's go in the other room. <laughs> oh, no. So we go in the other room, and he, he gets, literally as I'm starting to see stars, because he has my neck, because I yeah. let him have my neck, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I start seeing the stars. He just gets them off my neck. Now he wraps dan's hand like super hard oh shit. Like, trying to kill his hand luckily he's not biting through this entire thing but yeah he's yeah, wrapped around dan's hand so on my old phone there's a picture the last picture before dan stopped taking pictures is hilarious because you see the fear in my eyes <laughs> oh no <laughs> and then we have pictures of dan with this nine foot afrock just completely tied a knot around his hand and his hand like purple Oh, oh man so we get the snake back in the cage and then it decides to start striking with the thunder of god oh. i'm just like man thank god this thing didn't strike this whole time because that would have sucked yeah for <laughs> yeah. sure I, Outside I was never the in any danger i was i was with two other dan was the one with me but there was two other very big guys that were in the other room mm-hmm. they were laughing <laughs> i'll never forget they were actually laughing and uh we get the snake back in the cage and we kind of do the whoo like that yeah, was fun. <laughs> that was close. And, yeah, uh, we go in the other room laughing a little bit, and they're laughing, watching the, uh, something on TV. And Dan, in very much Dan's way, just walks in. It's like, well, Rambo tried to kill Scott, and they're like, <laughs> ah, no, no, he did. Like, no, he he really did try to kill him. Uh. To this day, to this day, I don't know what the hell that damn snake was on, but <laughs> he just wanted a piece, man. That's all. Just yeah. A little bite. Yeah, he bit another friend of ours like a week later, and after that, Dan never let anyone else hold that snake again or deal with that oh. snake. Whew. Yeah, good old Afrocks. Mm. Every 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 six months or so, I'll get like a ten o'clock at night picture from Dan saying of Rambo saying Rambo misses you. Uh, <laughs> that's classic. Yep. Oh yeah, that's he great. loves to do that shit. <laughs> I hate when I get those pictures. Oh man. <laughs> But that's the story behind anytime Afrox are brought up, I say fuck Afrox. <laughs> oh gosh. Terrible. That's funny. That's funny. It's um, funny now. So, I'll tell you what, it changed my perspective on large snakes and how strong yeah. they are. Yeah. Yeah, the, certainly. They, I, every time I've brought I've brought up the danger of large constrictors, the large constrictor community always gets pissed at me, but I'm like, listen, <laughs> you don't get it. Like I understand what you're saying and you're you're putting this video up with this little kid trying to show how not dangerous they are mm-hmm. i got news for you this, if you're not in control of the snake and it's just draped over your kid that's a very dangerous situation yeah, so. yeah you seriously. go from one way to another really quickly mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. As, as terrible as those videos and and stuff can be i mean like you see uh there was there was a video going around facebook for a little while this uh i don't know where in the world it was but it looked like a street performer or somebody who had maybe like a six and a half seven foot retic and he was like swinging it around or whatever and he, and he kind of picks it up he's he's got it behind the head and the snake has like one coil around mm-hmm. his neck i remember that and yep. he can't even walk to the 
to the next walkway, and he just passes out because it had such oh, it's a, a grip it's on incredible. his neck. And it, it's it, like, man, that's... It takes very very little pressure on the right spot. Yep, exactly. Yeah, there's exactly. been been times where I'm holding Janet, my big scrub python, and she's she's not doing anything you know unusual. She's just hanging out right on my shoulders. But like I've had times where she'll loop a coil up on either side of my neck and just start squeezing a little bit, and I'm like, whew. Okay, got to pull her off because, you know, you start losing things a little bit. You start seeing stars a little. You're like, okay, that's not cool. <laughs> she wasn't even, like, wrapped around the front or anything. She just is, you know, they're so strong. Yeah, I had Dan's anaconda do that to me. just draped over my shoulders. It wasn't even trying, but because it was Dan's snake and because I had flashbacks, I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but his, his anacondas are sweetie, so, like, it was. I wasn't worried. It was that, you could tell the difference. It wasn't squeezing. It right. was just holding. Right, yeah, man, right, that, right. that Afrock was trying to fucking kill me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I'm curious to know, you have a, a bunch of jungle stuff um, that, that I mean, your jungle stuff is phenomenal. Um, do you have any other, like, crazy Morelia stuff that you're working with that you're really excited about? Or is there a project that you've kind of had your eye on Morelia-wise that you want to get into? Morelia-wise? No. Just jungles. Yeah. That's it. I have Lyases, I have Sabus. Yes. Sabus are, yes, awesome. I think I, I think I'll breed them at some point. I think right now is I'm just going to keep them together a lot more. I think it's a timing issue for me mm-hmm. um, with them. Uh, they're, they're certainly old enough now. Uh, the first couple of years, it was like, ah, eh, they're not quite there. But um, I, I, I could tell, like, the female acts differently at certain times of the year, and I think I'm, I think I'm just a little bit late on it. Yeah. So... Um, I think it's a timing issue with the Sabus. I got the Sabus. I have the white lips. Like, I yep. hate the white lips. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I love white lips. I just try to tell people that don't go by their, you know, all the social media pictures and fall in love with them because yeah. sometimes they suck. Yeah, and I can't tell you true. how many people call our shop and they're like, I saw this iridescent snake. Do you guys have any of those? I'm like, if you don't know what it is, you don't want one. You just, you don't because you want it to be your best friend. And it does not want to be your best friend. Yeah. Even even when they're tame, I mean, they're 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 higher maintenance snakes. They poop a lot. Yeah. A lot more. Yeah. Their metabolism's higher. And they're strong, um, man. Yeah, they're pretty strong and they're fast. And uh, I have one tame one. I have one that's not tame. Even mm. though Chris Foley likes to come over and get drunk and take that one out. <laughs> Chris doesn't um, count. Okay. He takes a bite like yeah, a champ. Chris Chris is a close friend of mine and like. He'll every time he, he he'll try to visit maybe once a year every two other year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last time he got him and uh, him and his girlfriend at the time got here at three in the morning or something. He's like, crack a beer. All right, let's go upstairs. Take her out. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> and the best part of that is she never fucking bites him until she finally did this last time. She finally got him, but. <laughs> There was like multiple times where we're drunk and he takes her out and she wouldn't bite. I'm like, I'm telling you, she sucked. <laughs> well, Dang. I'm sorry. It's actually, it's actually a boy. That's why it's, it turned out to be a boy. That was part of the, part of my sadness towards breeding them right now. But uh, yeah. I think it depends on what the other one is. The other one I thought was a, the other one I never really had sex. Mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping it ends up being a female actually. But this one, I, I was, I thought it was a, it was sold to me as a female. I never double checked because I trusted the source. You know, then six years, seven years, eight years later, I pair them up and they're doing the opposite what they're supposed to be doing. Oh. Yeah, uh, they weren't the way they weren't fighting. I mean, I'm li- I was literally on the Facebook Messenger with Ryan Young talking to him, 
and showing him video and he's like yeah that's definitely not a girl that's either that's a male and it's like it was borderline territorial or borderline extremely anxious to breed mm. it didn't it didn't bite it didn't attack it was just real real pushy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so i i thought the other one was a male I, i'm hoping i was wrong and that one's actually the female uh, otherwise it is what it is <laughs> yeah yeah there's, no, so. there's nothing worse than that happening especially on a project that you're that you want to put that time into and then you're like oh well that was a mistake that's done <laughs> dude I, i've got like 18 years all together of experience keeping white lips because mm-hmm. that was my first uh that was my first real exotic like i had a ball python a boa and an ij mm-hmm. uh, within a short amount of time and then I walked in the pet store and I've been, I was just, I'm still this asshole. I was like, I need something different. I need something nobody else has. <laughs> yeah. Right? So he show, he breaks out the old list. I can't remember whose list it was, but you know, some pet, uh, pet supplier. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, it's got a white lift Python on there for 150. I go home. I look at pictures online and in the books. I'm like, fuck, that's a gorgeous snake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, at the time I thought everything was a captive born baby. Uh, I was like, oh, everything comes as a baby. Like, so it'll be a baby. Oof. Nope. Man, he, he, he calls me when it got there and he goes, man, this thing's big. Oh. The, the funny thing is it actually wasn't big for what I've seen some people get their northerns up to. But for what they probably should be, it was big. It was a six, six and a half foot beefy, angry female. I mean, I, and I mean yeah. angry. I mean, it never learned to not strike a glass. <laughs> oh, boy. It would sit there for hours if you were in the room and just strike, strike, strike. And that's... that thing only ate birds, too. Oh, oh. Took, took months to figure that out. Tried everything. I had my buddy at the pet store at the time. I said, hey, take the snake. Try to figure out what it is. He tried everything. Every mammal they had in that store, you know, gerbil, <laughs> hamster, <laughs> didn't eat it. So one day he walked into the bird room and said, huh. And uh, he calls me that day and says, hey, I got – Good news and bad news. Good news is your snake ate. The bad news is it was a bird. <sighs> and uh, I'm actually pissed. I got that thing switched over to rats, but uh, she was a chainsaw. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, since then, I have I, I have a lot of time keeping them. But this was literally the first time I ever had a pair or two that I tried pairing up. And uh, seeing the one that I thought was a female act decisively like a male, and the other one, I'm not sure yet. So now I'm like, eh. Maybe this this project is dead. I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah, well, fingers crossed. Hopefully, it's not dead for you. I mean, I'll I'll still keep them. I mean, yeah. the one is the one is completely tame, like a hundred percent tame. So like that's so rare that like that snake will always I I I pried that out of a a local guy's hands because <laughs> he was the only other local person that had white lips that I've known mm-hmm. and. Um, he had this one. He's like, dude, this thing's perfectly tame. Like, I went over his house once to see it. It was in shed, and it didn't even offer to bite. And I'm like, I, yep. like, I, I kept bothering him, kept bothering him, kept bothering him. <laughs> one, one day he sees me at uh, White Plains. He goes, are you still interested? And I said, well, that's a stupid question. Just how much is this going to cost me? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I've been real lucky with the prices of these animals that I've gotten. And, uh, it, you know, it's just a stupid price. And I'm like, yes, I'll take it. Yep, done deal. My, like my original Malukan Python, if, if people knew how much I paid for that, it was pennies. Mm-hmm. Just, just lucky timing and luck, the right people. Yep. <laughs> but 
I'm, I'm looking at Rob and I'm like, do you want to ask how much he? I don't. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I just want to know how much a baby's gonna be. <laughs> babies are gonna be a million dollars. But... I'm cool with that because yeah. whenever people ask me about Janet, they're like, how much would you sell your Barnex scrub python for? I'm like, I won't. They're like, if I offered you a hundred thousand dollars right now, you wouldn't take it. I was like, nope, no less than a million, uh, untaxed. I, I, I've been offered a lot of money for my Malukins. Yep. It's like no, it's like you don't Not understand. And then people also every I have people every month put me on the list if you ever have babies. I'm like you don't understand. First off, I don't do lists. Second yep. off, there's never gonna be. You're talking about when I actually, if I actually had some, letting some go. Exactly. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. That's the first problem. <laughs> right. I, that, that implies I'm letting some leave my house. Yep, because <laughs> that first whole clutch is all mine, bitches. It's yeah. mine. We're slowly, we're slowly approaching a decade on this project, and if I actually get lucky enough to have some, eh, I don't think anything's leaving. I, I am right there with you because I've been raising Janet for like five years now, and I just started pairing her up. And people are like, "Oh, let me know when you produce some babies." I'm like, "You think any of those first babies are going to be for sale? You're lying." Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. I'm. I'm actually getting. I've, come close to the point where I might actually look at buying uh, some juveniles again from somebody, but... Yeah, yeah, I... Those are just, like, high, high, high up on my list uh, of stuff that I want to get, and I just, like... I'm in love with scrub pythons. Every time that I hold them, I'm just like, these are the coolest freaking snakes on the planet. They're so damn cool. Yeah, the first time I held a Malukin was ICAS. Um, the first and only ICAS they had. Mm. And um, Owen McIntyre and Chris had Malukins at the time. And Owen's like, you ever held a, scr- a scrub? And I'm like, uh, I guess I haven't. And he's like, here. And he puts a malukin around my, my arm, and it was uh, it was love at first sight. Yes. That's awesome. And then uh, I, and then one of the people that was there had a male malukin, and it was uh, – I saw him at White Plains like less than a year later. He's like, hey, you still looking for a malukin? I said, the sky blue? Literally. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, well, I'm looking to sell my mail. And like I said, it was – I said, how much is this going to cost me? Because I'm not going to say no. Yeah, right. The, the price was pennies on what it is now. Mm. And uh, I said, I have no idea where it's going to go. I but said, yes. yes. Yep. When can and, we meet uh, up? And that was Midas. So that was years Hell, ago. And then yeah. uh, the female is funny. Uh, I got Midas because I love the species and I just wanted one. Mm-hmm. Never any intention of even thinking about breeding them. And then uh, someone local in New York, he had he had some not great luck with Malukins, I think, a couple times. And then um, he had one that died, I think, and then he, lost, he bought a pair, and the male died. So he messaged me and says, look, I'm going to sell my female. I'm not having much luck. I really want you to have it. I want you to have it. Because I know you'll care about this thing. I want you to have it. Yeah. I, I said, he, he told me how much. It was a fair price, but I had no room. I mean, yeah. literally no room and or money at the time. So I'm laying in bed with my girlfriend. I'm like, oh, God, look at this thing, yada, yada. Well, come September, or I think, I think it was September, she's like, I got to go drive up. Well, she she was not being she was being real vague about it. But she's like, oh, I gotta drive up to Syracuse to get your uh, your birthday Christmas presents a surprise. Like, what the fuck is she getting me? I'm like, it's <laughs> either an animal. I'm like, it can't be an animal. We have no room. Yeah. There's and there's nothing I want. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? I come home from work that night and there I I knew exactly who I said you went and saw Clay, and she's like, yeah, there it was Persephone, oh. female Malukin scrub. Damn. Oh. The funny yes. thing is. 
that was my birthday Christmas present. I posted pictures. Everyone's like, dude, you need to put a ring on it. And now she's my wife. So there you go. Boom. <laughs> Boom. That's that's, that's secret awesome. success right there. It's actually the worst thing when you have a – I mean, Rob, you know. I know your significant other's into it. Yep. Yep. It's, you fucking enable each other. It's a problem. <laughs> she, oh, Emily's the biggest enabler. She's like, just buy it. Every time I see a script Python, she's like, just buy it. Just just get it. Just get it. I'm like, I don't have any room. I don't, I this. She's like, no, no, no. You need it. And I'm like, I maybe I need it. Okay, I need it. <laughs> Dude, I sent her I sent her, I'll never forget, I sent her pictures of these frogs once. I saw them randomly. I was at work scrolling like King Snake or one of the old sites. Yeah. And I was like, I found these frogs. Not expensive at all. And I was like, look, these things are fucking cool. So I sent her pictures. I sent her pictures of them. And she goes, what the fuck do you want from me? She goes, they're they're cute and they're reptiles or amphibians and animals. Like, it meets all my criteria. I got them. <laughs> yeah. She's like, just buy them. I was like, all right. <laughs> what did you expect me to say? No, no. Yeah. So, so yeah, we we bought each we bought each other a million fucking animals. Now we've actually <laughs> slowed down. Now we, there's just no room to do it. Yeah, so. yeah. All right, man. So we're winding down on this. Um, one question that I wanted to ask before we wrap things up is what is a project? It doesn't have to be one of your own. It'll just like something that you've seen going on in the reptile community it doesn't have to be really it doesn't have to be you know, anything in particular is there any project or like species or mutation or anything uh going on in reptiles or amphibians really uh that's just got you excited that you something that you saw and you're like yes that needs to fucking happen well muta- no mutations need to happen so i don't know yeah. about that yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man um i don't know i hate to stay within the realm but it's Bowling is a big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bigger than that, I think, is the the last two years or so success seeing some Helma Harris born. Yeah, Tracy, I man. That's impressive. And then Malukins. I mean, I don't know. I, a lot of it falls in the, into that in that realm, the Somalia realm. Yeah. The stuff that's that's the, that's just this. If we're if, that's purely speaking, pythons and what I know. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of other things that need to happen, but one genus to uh, rule them all. Yeah, the Somalia stuff is the stuff that really needs to happen. So I agree. I'm right there with you. Yep i i can't I can't deny that. I'm excited by that stuff. So (laughs) cool. So thank you so much, man, for coming and checking us out. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. it. Um, And where can people find your stuff if they want to look you up and and see more about what you're doing? Where can they find you? Uh, I'm pretty lame. I don't have a business or a business name or anything cool like that. So you. Just search my name. I got you'll you'll find me on Facebook. Uh, I write blogs on Medium. I haven't done that in a while. So I gotta get back to that. And uh, most of my pictures are posted on uh, my Instagram, which is New York Herp underscore Revolution. Um, that's mostly it. Hell to I'm the pretty end. boring. No, nah, <laughs> I I love your Instagram feed. It's honestly yeah. one of my favorites to actually see it when it pops up. I'm like, yes. Those are cool things. That's, it's true. That's good because I appreciate yours as well, especially your memes and hell, <laughs> hell yeah. Your meme game is strong. The meme, the meme king. <laughs> no, not the meme I, king. I, post, I posted a lot lately, but man, Rob, Rob's a whole nother level. Yeah, that's true. It's true. But uh, no, I appreciate you guys having me on. I don't know what the fuck you were thinking having me as your first guest. You want to start the bar that low, but no, man, <laughs> I'm I'm so about it. People need to know what's up. That's right. Oh, I'm not someone that says what's up. I'm just another guy. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, man. Cool. cool so, man. sounds good. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, guys. Awesome. Sweet, dude. Take care. Take care. You too, guys. Later. Bye. See you.